Welcome to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Saul Bookman. Uh, joining me today is Anthony Jamino. What's up, AG? What's going on, man? Well, hey, this is what's going on. We got a huge takeover. Uh, and t- what what a better way to, to really announce that than right now. Uh, listen, folks, I had to fight a bunch of ASU people because they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why should we just give 20 tickets for an ASU take or for a U of A takeover? ASU fans should have just as much opportunity to buy tickets. And I said, hell no. This is a takeover for all the people that couldn't make it down to Tucson for a game up here in Phoenix. We have 20 tickets. Once they're gone, they're gone. Buy the tickets. Come celebrate in the section and come root on your Wildcats uh, as we invade Tempe. Listen, every arena is is Wildcat North to me. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, AG, this was, a, 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 for lack of a better word, a complete ass whooping. I, I, yeah. from, from top to bottom, uh, your, your overall thoughts just uh, on the game. Yeah, Arizona fans deserve this. After Cambridge's shot last year, this is what Arizona fans wanted. I know plenty of people like yourself up in the, up in the Valley, and they absolutely live and die <laughs> with any Arizona-Arizona State stuff because if ASU wins, they hear about it for the whole year. Yeah. So this is great. It's, it's a – it was just a horrible matchup for ASU. Yeah. They don't have the size, so they can't they can't defend Umar Balo. They don't have the shooting. We see a lot of teams shoot like they've never shot in their lives. They're, ASU is a bad three-point shooting team, and they were that team tonight. And what they do, they, they love to create chaos and want to run. You can't. Yeah. You want to run with Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Okay. Arizona can play that game just fine. So Arizona didn't give ASU anything easy. They had five freaking turnovers. That's it. If ASU isn't getting garbage stuff, they can't beat you because they're half, they've got some, they've got some nice individual players that can do some things. Do they? Hey, they kind of do. I'm trying to be. I don't. I've, I'm I've watched to be as nice as I can about that, but their half court <laughs> offense sucks. All right. Yeah, man, it's okay. terrible. All right, they you know the first seven minutes they had some nice individual plays, but I've way. had to I've had to watch ASU far too many times than I'd like to, uh, just because I'm trying to be a good company man and make sure that you know people are doing their jobs and and really to just keep on track of Totri because I never know what's about to come out of his mouth. Uh, and listen, that team is terrible. It is absolutely terrible. I have never watched a basketball team in my life as frustrating as that team. It's herky-jerky. There's no rhythm or rhyme to what they do. Uh, It's just very erratic. And I thought it was kind of apropos that they started off this game on fire. And I thought that that was like – it sounds weird, but when when the game started off like that, I was like, this is perfect because they're going to think that they can shoot the lights out, and then they're going to shoot themselves right out of the game. And sure enough – Halfway through the first half, that's exactly what happened. And that is today's uh, Desert Financial by the numbers right here. As we are going to talk about the run of death, AG. The run of death. The first run of death. Let's talk about that. (laughs) And uh, 
we don't need any numbers. It's just forks down all the way because, uh, listen, during this <laughs> run of the get, Caleb Love throws the forks down. That's the meme of the year yeah. right now. A 34-11 to 11 run, just a complete – I mean, just destruction from top to bottom. I thought every single player on the court chipped in in a different in a different way. Caleb Love obviously was on fire from three. Uh, Kylan Boswell, very good from the perimeter. You know, when Kylan plays like that, that's the final four Kylan Boswell that we would need, right? But yeah. you know, when he goes to the bad place, sometimes it doesn't work out like that. But I thought everybody played a very good game tonight. Yeah. There was a lot. I I couldn't believe I was kind of you know doing some other stuff there in the last few minutes of the game. Morauskas had 12 points in like five gar- five garbage time minutes. I was like, what? That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Arizona's going to need Boswell shooting because they're still not a great high volume. The, the percentage is good. But if Caleb's not hitting, who else is going to hit those three-point shots that yeah. you're going to need at some point in the NCAA tournament? I think it's Boswell. Obviously, you've got Larson can chip in a little bit. You know, is going to try to shoot a couple of games great. But you're going to need some volume there, and that's Boswell. You know, he, he falls in love a little too much. You know, you can take a 21-foot three-pointer. You don't have to take 25-foot three-pointers all the time. But I felt Caleb had the two biggest baskets of the game. Well, I mean, Arizona's going to, Arizona was going to win this game regardless. But it's 20-15. to 15, He hits a deep three, and it comes down with a monster drive dunk down the lane. All of a sudden, it's tied. McHale's going nuts. And that began that 34-11 run on that graphic we just saw. Yeah, I, again, I, I thought you know the defense obviously picked up a little bit. You know, again, ASU I thought shot pretty well in that that first five to seven minutes. And and yeah. again, I just thought that they it's fool's gold every time ASU shoots the lights mm-hmm. out. They they played very well against Oregon State, and they came in here and they started off the game at the beginning. And you, they they probably felt like we can continue this going. Then they realized they're playing the number five team in the country, and they're playing at probably one of the most hostile places in the country, uh, or at least certainly a top five. And it all fell apart. Yeah, uh, led by obviously Caleb Love, but uh, I thought you know, listen, we're gonna get to Jaden Bradley in a minute because we are not gonna hide him. I thought Jaden Bradley was the best player on the court last night, but I also thought KJ Lewis during that run had some very, very significant plays, especially hustle plays, that just gave uh, gave Arizona a little bit of juice. You know what I mean? It, 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 they weren't flat, but you could tell like that gave them a little extra oomph. Um, and it, it just, listen, this is a mo- an emotional team. When they all feel like they're clicking, they're one of the best teams in the country, if not the best. And yeah. I just really thought that K.J. Lewis kind of, you know, really embodied that tonight. Yeah, I think the other, the second thing that happened there – after ASU had their good start, now you, you start to sub guys in. Arizona's subbing in Jaden Bradley. They're subbing in K.J. Lewis and even Creve if, if you want, but especially those first two guys. And I think that's that's making this, the biggest difference for Arizona from their little lull they had in the middle of the season to now. You got those guys playing at a high level, and they're coming in while other teams are bringing in their sixth, seventh, eighth guys who aren't as good as their starters while Arizona's bringing in guys who are pretty much just as good as their starters. And that difference, we've seen teams start well against Arizona or match Arizona for that first TV timeout, maybe the second TV timeout. Then Arizona's depth and quality of depth takes over. That, I think, we talk about that first run in the first half, 
Bradley and Lewis had a lot to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, folks in the chat are killing it uh, as usual. Uh, people are asking where Mike's tonight. Uh, Mike must have uh, must have a hot date because he never really takes a night off. Right? He's out in Bisbee doing some weird stuff. I don't know what he's doing, but he uh, apparently he deserves this, whatever that means. So well, there you go. Always, no matter <laughs> you, no matter what it is, Mike deserves it. <laughs> and but you if, deserve if it, makes, if it makes people feel better i'll just like refer to I'll, whenever i throw it to you i'll just say okay saul bookman <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll make me feel right at home for sure okay. for sure uh but you can also feel right at home by uh going to the financial credit union that forbes voted the number one uh financial credit union in the country uh when you open up a free checking account from desert financial credit union online you can get 200 dollars in bonuses uh, and you can get started by visiting desertfinancial.com. Uh, AG, do you uh, do you gamble at all? I've been known to in small amounts. In small amounts. In okay. Small well, amounts. have you heard about prize picks? I want you to tell me about prize picks, Al Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, listen, Prize Picks is 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 really fun. Uh, they they call it uh, more or less. You can pick uh, certain certain kind of lines for the games and and go more or less and and bet money. Basically, it's pretty easy. It's uh, it's it's fun. It's easy. It really takes a lot of the thinking out of it because there's not a lot of like there's no spreads or or anything like that. So um, go to Prize Picks. It's to me, it's really, really fun. So feel free to share your positive experience with Prize Picks as well. Uh, if you do, ch- uh, check it out on social. Um, and then again, the the code word you want to use is PHNX for your first deposit match, and uh, you can you can earn up to uh, you can turn ten dollars into a thousand by using Prize Picks. So there you go. Uh, all right, so AG, let's let's go ahead and get to uh, Jaden Bradley. I told you we were going to get to him. To me, he was he was a uh, he was our star of the game. You know, and so um, I think we have a graphic. Yes, Jacob. Yeah, there we go. He's our A factor tonight. Jaden Bradley, 21 points, five assists, four rebounds. I don't know if there's a better backup point uh, point guard in the country than Jaden Bradley. He does so many things on that court that you don't even recognize. Well, first of all, if you just looked at box scores, you don't get the whole Jaden Bradley experience because his defense is second to none. He's always in the passing lanes. He's a nuisance. Uh, and, and he, he just does all these little things that really make a defense or really make a difference on a championship level team. I, I love, 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 love Jaden Bradley. Yeah. What that graphic also needed was a big zero for the number of turnovers he had again tonight. Yeah. And I know the announcers were dropping that a lot. So he must be up to like 120 minutes without a turnover, something like that now, which is crazy. I think it's like five full games at least. Um, he, to me, was a guy early in the season when you talked about where where Arizona was and where they could go. He was the guy that seemed to have the most runway that could really improve from November to March. And I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing that in his scoring now. 14 against Colorado, career high 21 tonight. I think that's the last piece of, to his game. When he gets a three-pointer, a legit high percentage three-pointer, He's a, I don't, I, I hesitate to do like NBA draft stuff, but that's, that's a, that's a mid first round guy, right? If not higher, that's, is that a lottery guy? Uh, I mean, if he gets his three pointer. Well, if he starts hitting threes, yeah. yeah. Listen, I, 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 
I want to go there, but I, I'm not going to go there because he still has a lot of things to prove to get to that level. I think he's super tight in the hips. He plays very vertically, um, side to side. I mean, and, and he does, he maximizes that potential. But I think, you know, when you're talking about a little flexibility in the hips, he he's he's still a little tight. Um, that's why I thought maybe he would be limited and he wouldn't be as good as he has been uh, of late. Like, I didn't know if at the beginning of the season, if we were going to see him be able to grow to the point where he is now. And now I, I, I am a thousand percent confident in him, but not only that, I, I trust him to make the the right play and really, and be that spark plug off the bench because this team sometimes does need it, especially when Kylan's not playing as well. Um, you know, you, you had, um, you know, other guys tonight that, you know, Pella Larson was kind of, you know, he didn't really do too much tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, when those guys go absent, you need somebody else like a Jaden Bradley to step up. And, you know, I, and I always think about this. We don't have this team, but we have a Caleb Love. And in 98, when we had Bibby, Simon, Dickerson, and Dan Majerus went triangle and two on us and basically forced Dickerson and company to, to beat us, and they, and, and they couldn't, or to beat Utah, and they couldn't. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a team in the tournament that's going to just try straight up just try to take Caleb Love completely out of the game. They're going to double, maybe even they're they're going to single. You know, they're going to maybe go boxing one. Uh, they're going to do everything they can to keep him out. Who else is going to be that guy that's going to step up? Jaden Bradley. When I look at him, I'm like, oh, okay. I feel confident that he's going to step up. Yeah, and I think that's where that other that other person has to be. Maybe it's Boswell in some games. I think Arizona eventually is going to run into a tournament team that's going to have decent size. They're going to pack it in and say, okay, Arizona, you're not getting within 10 feet of the basket. You're going to have to shoot jumpers. You're going to have to shoot three-pointers. So is that going to be Pella Larson spotting up? Is it going to be Boswell? Is it going to be Bradley doing some fun stuff? Yeah. And that's where I love I love Caleb. This team would be nothing close to what it is without Caleb Love. Because you've got to have that one guy who's willing to take all the big shots, to be fearless. He's always in the moment. I'm not sure Arizona has a, doesn't have another guy quite like that. But they also can't sit around and watch Caleb Love do that. And when Arizona, I think they were in that little four or five-week stretch where they're winning one, losing one, there was a lot of, Caleb, come rescue us. We're going we're gonna to give you the ball, sit and watch you. That's what Arizona can't become, even though Caleb really wants that ball at the end of the game. Yeah, I listen. I think, I think what Caleb Love did for that stretch and really at the beginning of the season is is he he gave the the Wildcats time to build their own confidence up and and start to believe in themselves to be able to take big shots in big moments. That Utah game cannot be understated or overstated, I should say. Yeah. Yes, it didn't go perfectly well through one, two, and then going into the third overtime. Like Pella, Pella had a couple opportunities. You know, Kylan had a couple opportunities. No, and they couldn't come through. Okay, but that's okay because they still found a way to win. And yeah, Caleb played phenomenal in that third overtime to kind of seal the deal. But it showed you, like, hey, it's okay to take those shots. Keep going, keep going, because in the tournament, what I didn't like in the first overtime from Pella is he hesitated once and when you're in the in in the last five to ten seconds of a game and you have the opportunity to take a shot you can't hesitate you got to know what you're doing and I thought Pella learned that 
going into the second one, and then, you know, he, he didn't make it either. But at least he had the confidence to try, right? That's what I like about what Caleb Love has been able to do and kind of show them the roadmap. I'm hoping guys like K.J. Lewis, Jaden Bradley are seeing that and they understand, like, hey, going into the next season, I'm going to have to be that dude. Uh, you know, because if if not, I don't know who's going to be that guy. So uh, I, I I love what Caleb Love has provided this team. And again, AG, you know, when we get to even the second round, mm-hmm. you know, second, mm-hmm. third round, those games, there's always an oh shit moment in those games for like a five minute stretch where you're like this this thing can go either way. And when that happens, the cream rises to the top, and the and, and what they call like the the men come to the, you know show up, and the yeah. boys kind of fade away, and, and that's what Caleb Love is, and he's trying to show these guys how to step up in those moments. Yeah, I always think back to the uh, Trier Aiton team lost in the first round. Now, for the last ten minutes of that game, the oh, only man. person on that team that wanted the ball was Alonzo Trier. Yeah, and everybody gave him shit because he wasn't making shots, but nobody else wanted the ball. Sitting courtside, this team does have multiple guys that could do that. We, as you mentioned, we saw Larson go off for 27 or whatever it was. Now we've seen Bradley go over 20. Um, so in, in Boswell, you know, as long as he keeps his confidence up, he's going to be shooting. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope he does. I, I, I didn't understand why he wasn't shooting enough anyway, you know, because he's a good shooter, but you know, he misses a couple. And he starts to get in his own head, and he kind of ices himself, and that's just not cool. Don't ice yourself out of a takeover, okay, folks? Come to the takeover. Uh, it's uh, in two weeks. We're coming up here to this dirty arena that's absolute trash, but that's okay because we can celebrate together because the Wildcats uh, will hopefully be up by 45 again when we come to Tempe. We have 20 tickets. Come join us at this takeover. I'm saying takeover a million times because Jacob, there you go, Jacob. Throw the graphic up there. Uh, The the official AZ Wildcats takeover. Also, we're going to meet up at Illegal Pete's, and I promise you folks, if you come and you want to celebrate up in Phoenix before the game at Illegal Pete's, I will buy you a beer, and I might even buy you some food. How about that? So come over. Have some fun. Let's eat. Let's drink. Let's go celebrate our Wildcats. And then uh, get ready for the Pac-12 tournament because it's the last one in Vegas, sadly. I thought that's coming up so quickly, too. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. We've got three weeks left. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. You get to go back. I'm excited for you, man. Go on. Go on. We'll be there. Uh the 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 floor that the the Wildcats play on obviously the big A in the middle my my wife was like man I can't believe Arizona's up by by like forty um, at ASU and I was just like and I looked at her and I was like what what and she <laughs> she looked at the screen she was just like I don't know what I'm thinking I'm so sorry I I know my school you know what I mean and so uh, I kind of laughed at her uh, but flooring is uh, premier get yours at Empire Flooring. Because uh, they have phenomenal deals, they have phenomenal flooring. We have flooring in our studio. You should check it out at empireflooring.com and you can save yourself up to $500 of used promo code PHNX. Uh, just tell them that you're with us and you get hooked up. That's how it goes. So, uh, it's, all, it's all Bookman, you know. Speaking of takeovers, um, I'm gonna I'll do a little takeover here because Mike Luke has asked me somewhat nicely. You know, Mike, you know, he really never asked nicely, he just says, Can you do this? Go ahead. He, 
He wants me to ask you about your high school free throw shooting streak. Jesus Christ. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Robert Madrill actually is in the in the in the comments. He says so that's, that's what reminded me there. Any pointers to give uh, to Balo on his free throw form? Heard you hold a streak. Yeah, I hold a straight record. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I looked it up today. Don't I looked it up? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, AG. Um, yeah, listen. I think uh, there, there's there's a hitch in his shot. He's a big guy, um, and bad fundamentals have a have a you know have a habit of following you. And they have worked on it, and he's trying to get that. He's trying to get that flow a little bit smoother, and it has worked from time to time. But when you see that hitch, that's what causes me concern. I can tell, for the most part, when he's going to make a free throw or not, just based off of does he hitch at the top of his release before he releases. If he doesn't and it's nice and smooth, I feel pretty good. He's probably like an 80% free throw shooter. But if he hitches, he's probably more like a 20% free throw shooter. So uh, hopefully he can figure that out um, you know, before he gets to the next level, if he, if he does go to the next level. So – um, all right. I talked about the first run of death. AG, you put out a stat on Twitter that was crazy. You want to give it to him? Sure. So yeah, ASC was up 20 to 15 with about six and a half minutes gone in the first half, maybe seven and a half minutes. And you remember that was that point where you're thinking, oh no, ASU's playing really well. They're shooting really well. What's going to happen? Caleb Love scores five points like within 30 seconds. From that point on, 20 to 15, Arizona outscored ASU 90 to 40. Crazy. That's about the longest run of death I've seen Arizona do. Is that even a run of death? I feel like you just slowly get that out. It's almost like a complete (laughs) game, right? (laughs) But it's, you know, I kept 45 points is the largest victory in in territorial cup history is that true was it i don't know some, that i did some, that i didn't look up I, during late in the game i was looking up to see last time arizona scored 100 against asu and that was 20 years ago 20 okay. years ago here at McHale, um arizona scored 106 and then I, I kept going back and they in 98 they just totally boat race asu here at 127 points oh my so goodness. that might have been a record. Yeah, 127 points. Is- that was, but ASU scored 99, so the margin was only 28. It was 127 what? to 99. So there was no defense in that game is basically what you're saying. Hell no. Hell no. Okay. Then they met again like a month later in Tempe, and Arizona won by one. So let that wow. be a, let that be a little cautionary tale. Yeah. Tempe, Tempe's weird. Arizona, ASU always plays great in Tempe. So according to our own great Jacob Franklin, who is, I listen as an ASU producer uh, going through this, I'm sure is a little bit of like, just like, damn, you know, I wish I wasn't having to do this, but the previous record was 40 points in 1988. So good job there. uh, 99 to 59. Also, Andrew Blaho says, Koa Pete, Cam Holmes, Akina Alozi, Emmanuel Steven, Jamari Phillips, and uh, Mason McGee all at the game tonight. Listen, if you're Koa Pete, Stop with the whole, oh, I might go to ASU thing. You saw that. You see that train. There's no reason to even entertain that. If you want to play with the big dogs and go to the NBA, you got to go down to Tucson. I don't understand what we're doing here. Like, no no legit player is going to ASU. They're just not. How you, you, might see- find, you might find a diamond in the rough, and like James Harden, that just happened to work out for you. But come on, man. Stop with the noise. Like, 
Nobody's going to ASU. Why would you ever go? Have you seen their arena? If you came here for this game tonight in McHale, and then you've been to ASU, come on. Come on. No, it's not. No. It's like it's like, and it's not, like it's not as if ASU has a massive grand plan to throw millions and millions of dollars into redoing, upgrading, spiffying up whatever they're calling the arena these days. Yeah. No, they don't care. No, they don't care about that. They don't care. They Listen, don't want the money. All, all their money is is funneled into football. That's all they care about. It's football, football, football. So, like, why would you want to go there? That doesn't make any sense. So, um, Anyway, I got I got lost off track. All right, so we talked about Jaden Bradley. Let's just talk about like you know. Listen, we we got some we got some crunch time minutes from some of the bench guys, mm-hmm. and uh, Conrad Martinez, I love. He reminds me of a specific player okay. from another national championship team. I want you to tell me if you think I'm 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 on with this. Colin Gillespie from Villanova. <laughs> Every time I see. Conrad, I think little Colin Gillespie who willed his way to a final four and won a championship. Like I like Colin Gillespie and I like Conrad. I like like Conrad Martinez just fine. You know, I know uh, Mike and the boys sometimes debate the merits of uh, Conrad Martinez. And I don't know if he's ever going to be playing 30 minutes a game here, but I'm like super comfortable Seeing how he develops and being a nice member of the rotation. If you looked at TJ McConnell before he got here, or even before he started a game here, would you have said this? You probably would have said the same thing. You probably would have been like, eh, well, can you, you know, play by at this the, level, can you do this? Yeah. Well, by the time TJ was a senior, we were still all talking about, yeah, that's nice. He's a really great college player. We love him. He ain't going to play in the NBA. We're like nine to ten years into his career now, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's insane. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're right. I but think that's I, 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 Go ahead. Really eager to see uh, Martinez and some of the young guys continue to develop, and that may be as soon as next year. I think his vision is. I think he's got the best vision on the team. I I have no hesitation in saying that. In the in the small sample size that I've seen, I have seen him fit balls into windows that I did not know existed. Um, he's seen guys move before they move. Like he just predicts movements very very well, and that's the sign of a of a pure passing point guard. And I think Conrad Martinez definitely is that. I think he can he can play defense at a reasonable level. Now, can he can he hit the open shot? We haven't seen that so much. Um, Kevin had to. You know, yeah, he hasn't had to, but you know that time will come where he's going to have to hit some buckets, and uh, you know that'll that'll you know that remains to be seen. But I really like yeah. Conrad Martinez. I thought the bench unit came in and and you know for the for the garbage minutes in the last six minutes of the game, I thought they all played very well. I mean, they got him up to 105. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and the thing about Martinez is in the previous game he got non-garbage minutes and did well. It's one thing, you know. What conclusions are we going to draw from the last four minutes of garbage time, five minutes of garbage time? But he played real minutes and yeah. did well. But I wouldn't yeah. mind. I wouldn't mind Tommy mixing in some of these guys, maybe a few minutes here and there, even in the first half. I 
if we're trying to maximize this team going into March, going into April, maybe let's not wear them out like he wore out last year's team. If you can buy them some minutes, especially with quality quality bench guys, yeah, you know, I'd much rather them take a, a kind of. We're, we're going to enjoy the Pac-12 tournament. If they don't get to the final, I think I'm okay with that. That's going to be that little bit of rest that they haven't had the last two years. It does a day really matter? I don't know. I don't. It kind of mattered last year, didn't it? I mean, okay, yeah, so they seven, got that was a seven-man rotation. That was a different thing. I think those guys were worn out. Listen, they they got to the Elite Eight twice under Sean Miller, winning Pac-12 championships in those years as well. Um, and okay, so it didn't work out, but I don't feel like it was fatigue. By the time you get to the third week of the, of the yeah, tournament, yeah. it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I I don't know. I I'm always been a proponent of win all the games you can. You know, if you go undefeated, losing the last one to end the season because you think you're getting it out of the way before before you get to the tournament, that's not how it works, okay? Yeah, Lute Olson did not agree with you. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, Lute hated – well, Lute hated the tournament. He hated the Pac-12 tournament in the, in the first go-around. Okay. Yeah, he totally de-emphasized that. He didn't care if they won. Yeah, but Lou wouldn't have told his team to lose on purpose so they can no, get ready for the tournament. No, absolutely not. But yeah, so you win all the games you can play. Emphasis, no, he didn't care. He didn't. Yeah, maybe to your point, he didn't really care one way or another. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard. You th- you don't think Lou was in those tournament games in the moment and like, okay, I want to win. Well, in the moment. Yeah, of course. But then you know, in, in the moment, he had Mulebach throwing up triple double, so. He, He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride that miracle for sure. Shout out to Matt for the back the A reference yeah. tonight. Also, towards the end of the game, appreciate that one. Uh, he's sure, always Mike. back. That'll make Mike always- very happy. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, your your feelings after we've wrapped up, you let yet another blowout win, back to back blowout wins, Colorado ASU, and uh, feeling pretty good about this team. They're they're starting to pick up steam as we head towards the end of the season. Uh, how do you feel about this team right now? Feeling pretty good. I think early in the year we were talking about this team is maybe better than anybody else. I'm not quite. I'm not quite ready to say better than everybody else. When they're when they play like they did tonight, when they play like they did on the road trip to the mountain schools, yeah, they're they're as good as any, anybody else. But you know, as our good friend Steve Rivera always says, it's how you play that day, and you got to do that six times in the NCAA tournament. You can't take, you can't get that one day. It's such a just a, such a crapshoot. I think this is a elite eight team, and then take your chances. I, but, I think to me that's the line of demarcation. If they went out in the Sweet Sixteen, they didn't they didn't achieve what they could achieve. If they get to the Elite Eight, and you lose by point or you run into a hot team that happens. But I think they got to get to the lead eight to say this team max maximize what it could do, or at least reach, reach this level. And then you hope you, then you hope Caleb love shoots five of eight from three and he scores 29 points and you keep advancing and Boswell's playing well and everybody else is doing great. But I don't know where, where, where does that line fall for you? Do you, is it final Um, four bust? 
I, I would I would tend to agree elite eight, and then I do think that this particular team is matchup dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, if you if you're like you said, if you face a team that has length and they can force you to shoot from the outside, you're gonna have this team could have a tough time trying to to prove it, right? But you just never know with the tournament. You never know how how everything's gonna unfold, who who they're gonna match up with. Um, you know, Florida Atlantic was was largely a, a lengthy team, um, and they and they played well against them. They sh- they probably should have won. Uh, it was a you know, but that's but that's an example, right? Florida Atlantic right now is a good team, but they're not nearly as 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 great as everybody thought that they would be this year, based based off of what they did last year. And Arizona struggled with that length for periods of time in that game. And so if they if they see a team like that again. That's that's my cause for concern. So I do think it's matchup dependent. But it, listen, it's always it's always Final Four bust for the Arizona Wildcats. It's never it's never Elite Eight. Cool, I'm happy. It's never you know Sweet Sixteen. No, it's always it's always 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 Final Four bust. We haven't been there for twenty three damn years. Yeah. I would like to go back before I die one more time. So it's especially that. because it's in Glendale. Yes, for the second time, the first time. Yeah. The first time was Heartbreak City for me because I was covering U of A at the Daily Wildcat, traveled to San Jose for that second that second round, um, and watched again. You brought up Alonzo Trier. And Alonzo Trier is not a big fan of me because I said that I felt like he was in between positions and I didn't know if he was gonna get drafted, and he got salty with me, and then he didn't get drafted. Um, so I was like, okay, dude, I'm, I'm just telling you like what I think. You're not a point guard and you're not a shooting guard. You're like in between those positions at the NBA level. And, um, but he, he, again, was the only one willing to take a shot against Xavier, you know, when, when everything was starting to fall apart and everybody talks about Sean Miller, not getting the ball to Larry marketing, but Larry marketing also was not trying very hard to get the ball himself again. When the moment arises and you're in that window and things start to get tight, you see who's going to step up and who's not. And, you know, Alonzo Trier, whether you like him or not, uh, he never hesitated in those moments. He just went exactly. for it and it yep. was what it is. So, um, and Caleb Love is, is, is largely that dude too. He, I have never seen a player at, at the U of A that has just literally been infallible, just does not care what the situation is it could be the start of the game or it could be a two-point game with five seconds left to go he's going to take the shot and he's and he's going to take it with confidence because he thinks he's going to make them all and i love that about him uh hopefully he could come through in a big way when we get to the tournament uh but you know i I really i really liked what i saw tonight from the sun or from from the Wildcats, not the sun devils the sun devils are terrible uh, from the Wildcats. Yeah. Uh, also, for all of you that are asking about toe tree and all this other stuff, don't worry. I got him when I go back to the office on Monday. Um, he's been talking a lot of trash. And he, he listen. Also, don't get gassed up by him, okay, folks? Like, don't get gassed up by. Him. He's doing this on purpose. Listen, ASU has nothing to talk about. They have nothing to talk about. What are they gonna talk about? Zero. They're not winning football games. They're not winning basketball games. They're a middling program. So, like, don't let him throw these random-ass rankings saying that the Sun Devils are going to be better than Colorado and U of A next year in the Big 12 and get you all gassed up. 
He deliberately goes after this fan base because he feels like he's, he can antagonize us. And don't fall for the trap, people. Don't fall for the trap. But go to his show on Monday when he comes back from <laughs> Vegas and absolutely torch him. I will say that. He did He did a nice job on Mike's podcast this week. Did he? He did. I didn't see it. No, oh, okay. He was he was mostly respectful. Had, um, not to say he didn't have a couple of really bad takes, but he was respectful. If it makes everybody feel better, his bad takes don't just stay limited to ASU and U of A. There, he has some horrible takes across the board, whether it's football, NFL, NBA, it doesn't matter. He has some, he's probably the, the worst take artist I've ever I've ever come across, but I love him to death. He's a good guy. Uh, and there you go. Also, uh, I will I will say this. Um, <laughs> he's lucky he wasn't in the office when I found out that he had said that Jaden Rashada was a better quarterback than Noah yeah, Fafita. Yeah. Specifically Bro. when I said he had some bad takes, I was thinking of that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. I heard that and I almost fell out of my chair. Yeah. So. I, uh, if, if I'm drafted between those two right now, it's not going to be Rashada. <laughs> uh, Jacob, do we have any super chats? Jacob? Jacob? No. No, no, no super chats tonight. Okay, that's fine. Uh, AG, any uh, final thoughts before we wrap this up? Man, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having <laughs> me on tonight. <laughs> uh somebody else in the chat was like oh Saul can show up on the Wildcats uh podcast but he can't show up on Suns listen uh, I, I was gone at Super Bowl for a whole week I came back and then I took like a four-day vacation and then I came back and I was planning on being on the Suns show on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday but then Cox Cable just absolutely decided to just ruin my life and I had to get everything in order for our for our, uh, you know, our studio. So that's where I've been, but I will be back this week. Uh, so, you know, yeah. don't fret. I, I, uh, did have, I did have one more thing for you, Saul. Yeah. Let's, let's say Arizona's in the final four, right? Okay. You're getting me press credentials, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Check. Now in order to, in order to get press credentials, you have to go to every single round. I think that is the rule. Is it not? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's a rule anymore. Okay. Let well, me, I'm sending Mike anyway, so it doesn't matter. Send, yeah, send Mike. Yeah, no, don't send Mike. Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might you see me. You might see me a little bit more on this podcast, by the way. Uh, you know, because uh, things are starting to change a little bit in in our in our space and, and at PHNX, and it's for the good. It's for the better. We're trying to get you guys more opportunities. Uh, to be involved in the events. You guys have been going out to the tap and bottle watch parties. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Mike has said that those turnouts have been great. We got another one the same day that they play ASU again, but I'm also hosting everybody up here for the takeover up here. So uh, like I said, buy a ticket. Uh, You can go to gophnext.com slash events, check it out, buy a ticket, come sit with me. Let's, Let's just talk a lot of shit to all the Sun Devil fans um, and wave those uh, red and white towels if you got them. I don't, I don't know if you're going to do that. So, yeah. Well, uh, for those, for those uh, watching who are in Tucson, I'll go, to the, uh, I'll go to the Tucson watch party with Mike. There you go. Okay. Uh, we do have a couple of Super Chats. 
Uh, AZ Wildcat fan, $5 super chat. Thank you so much. Thanks for filling in, Saul and AG. So Mike could date a real-life human woman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm happy for him, man. Oh. I, I yeah, mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. I guess I have no I have no insight with, with what's going on with him, but. Yeah. Well. That's fine. Uh, do, 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 do I want to know? No, 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 no. Uh, we just, also have no. He would text me more than he does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just happy that he's dating. That's all I'm going to say. He's a good guy. And he found himself uh, somebody that, that likes him. So that's cool. I, I appreciate cool. that. Uh, cool. Somebody else said Saul is more passionate about U of A than the Suns. That's why Flex is better in the Suns podcast. He is more passionate when it comes to the Suns. Okay. Calm down. Chill out. Uh, there's four of us on that show. I don't get to talk as much as I do when there's only two of us. That's just what it is. And if you saw me and EJ on outside shots, you would probably see that too. So there you go. Uh, also, uh, one more super chat, $2. Bear down, everyone is in the chat. There you go. Appreciate that, AZ Cats G, $2 super chat. We appreciate you all for joining us today on another episode of the AZ Wildcats podcast. Um, yes, Mike does have that Riz. And uh, hey, Let's hope for uh, let's hope for more wins coming up this week against the Washington schools. Washington State on Thursday. Somebody asked, "What is the spread going to be on that one?" Ag. Oh man, uh, eight. Eight. Making, okay. I'm just making stuff up. Sorry, man. Don't know. I'll I'll say nine. Yeah. I'll say nine. Yeah. Somebody else said ten. Yeah, you're probably uh, right. I don't know why Washington State gives us problems. I just don't even understand it. They don't have anything. Yeah, but they're playing well. I know it's just it, it's mind-boggling. I don't I don't get it. But hey, good for them. Uh, and that's all we got for today. Ag, thank you so much for yeah. joining me today. Uh, so. This was fun. Until next time, folks. Make sure you uh, hit that like button when you're leaving. Uh, follow Anthony Gimino on Twitter at at ag wildcat report, and you can follow me on Twitter at saul underscore bookman. Uh, and you can watch me on the Suns podcast because I love the Suns. Uh, until next time, folks. Peace.